grateful to be out here. I am so happy to be here. So excited to be here. I get such energy uh, when I just see the stage popping and being here with my friends and family. This is such a beautiful community. So much appreciated. And uh, that kind of ties into what I talk about, which is relationships. And you heard it before uh, with Danelle talking about relationships and relationship building. And it's oftentimes a topic on here because it's so powerful relationships are so powerful in every sense of the word and they are essential in order to build your business build your life uh, make sure that you are optimized in terms of your happiness in terms of your potential but I also want to talk about the fact that not everybody has that support system one in four people have zero friends and it's something that I talk about often because I experienced it. And I want to take you back to when I was a young child and the impact that it had on me. And so there I was, I was about eight, nine years old, and I was not the kid that always had people around. I was the kid who was sitting on the playground watching everybody else play while I was in the corner. I was the one who, instead of having people to connect with, I was hanging out in the library anytime there was free time because it felt safer to me. By the fifth grade, I was eating lunch with my teacher. And I had no friends, not a single person to connect with, not a single soul to rely on, not a soul to talk about the joys of my, my life, the sadnesses that happened that only a nine or 10 year old had. And I remember so clearly in the sixth grade, which is ironic because my daughter is now in the sixth grade, so I am able to go back and transport myself so quickly to that stage in my life. And there I was with no friends and a transfer student arrives. And I could not have been more excited to have this transfer student come into my school because it was a potential friend. All of a sudden, I had the potential to make a connection. And I didn't care how weird she was. And she did not know how ostracized I was at that point. And so I basically went full on caveman with this person and said, this is now my friend. You have no choice in the matter. I'm going to make you love me. And she did for a moment. And she invited me over for a sleepover. And I don't know if anyone has been a 12-year-old girl in this room. Brad, I, I'm pretty sure you have not. Uh, <laughs> but as a 12-year-old girl, who had not had a sleepover in so many years, it was the most exciting thing in the world to be invited over to her home. And so I show up on her doorstep and I have my caboodle in tow, filled with blue eyeshadows, ready for this most amazing experience of being able to connect with someone. And she answers the door and my stomach drops into my feet because she's holding an enormous hairy cat. And I am not just allergic to cats. I am deathly allergic. I'm not talking runny nose allergic. I'm not talking watery eyes allergic. I am dying allergic to cats. Like can't breathe allergic. But I push that down. I push it down because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there is nothing that is going to get in the way of this budding friendship. And I'm gonna defeat biology in order to make this connection. And so I went inside and then she tells me, listen, it's really important for Blueberry to bond with my friends. And I thought, okay, all right, next up, I can do this. And I'm sitting on the bed and I have Warren's cherry pie playing in the background. So I'm just dating myself right there. And we're putting out the blue eyeshadows and the cat decides to jump in my lap. 
because that's what every animal does when they know that someone's allergic to them or can't pet them or doesn't want to pet them. They get as close to you as possible. And so the cat jumps in my lap and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm still alive. This is a win. This is an absolute win until all of a sudden I can see it happening in slow motion. I'm sitting there on the bed. Blueberry stares at me and all of a sudden he is coming at me, mouth that's stretched, tongue hanging out and begins to lick up one side of the face and down the other. And I knew at that point that I was gonna lose. There's only so much biology that you can fight. And within moments, my face starts to tingle and stretch and I can feel the hives coming. And five minutes later, I look like Swamp Thing's child. My parents are called and that friendship ended. And the reason why I share this story, and I share that story in my book too, because people need to understand how important friendship and connection is. I was willing to risk my life, my health in that situation to make a connection with someone. I was willing to put myself into a position where I was not going to be healthy and happy because I needed that connection. We as human beings are wired for that. We are wired. Our brains are ginormous compared to our bodies. And so a lot of anthropologists have studied this and found that that is because we are wired to- Hello, everybody. Um, you are here- Oh my God, it's Brooke J. Lacey! <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't get old. I think you should all unmike and- No, no, I'm kidding. Brooke um, J. Lacey? <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Is that Connie Burke? Yeah, it's me. It's really me, you guys. I'm, I'm here to grace you with my presence. <laughs> Listen, it's all funny, um, and I've told this before. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I have a fairly large presence on TikTok, and the kind of crazier part of it is that I'm 45 years old. I don't dance or do. Uh, trends. Uh, it's really so many of the videos are just me talking uh, and, and being funny. There's 12, I think maybe there's 14 million views now on the hashtag Brooks laugh. Um, those are my most viral videos where I'm literally just laughing to other people's content. It makes it funnier. Apparently um, last year, spring of, of 2020, when I was, you know, literally stuck in my house to quarantine um, in Boise, Idaho, feeling like the walls were closing in, um, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of you felt like, um, extraordinarily lonely. Um, I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship. My son was, you know, back and forth to his dad's house. And so there was a, and, you know, I think I literally watched every single Netflix show um, that, that they have on their platform. And so the next best thing, um, of course, naturally was to download TikTok. And so at that time being, 44 years old, uh, you know, you don't wake up one day and go, you know, I, th I think I'm going to be, I want to be a TikTok influencer. That's, that's my goal this year. Th that's not how it works. It's just not. So when I come in and talk about sort of tr tactics and um, on TikTok Tuesday and whenever I can chime in in other rooms, um, you know, it, it isn't necessarily about hashtags and, and specific ways of putting together video. 
but there definitely is. And I've, I've thought a lot about that in the last week or so, because I talk about these sort of existential, like your content just really needs to speak to people. Well, okay, Brooke, let's, you know, tell me how to do that. Tell me how to get people's attention. And so I want to talk about that stuff today. I want to open it up for dialogue um, or questions. You can ask me anything about TikTok. I really want to focus on um, you know, how it works, why you should be on TikTok. Um, oh, I, I'm actually kind of honing this, um, this talk about this because I was asked to speak at a really cool conference called Mom 2.0 in Miami. I'm supposed to be in Miami right now and they changed it to virtual. So I'm super bummed, but they, um, they asked me to do um, just why you should be on TikTok, why you should be using this tool. And um, when I first came on Clubhouse, I thought for sure I was going to teach TikTok and I was going to do a whole course and all, and I was just going to focus on that. But the truth is, I'm a technologist. Just like Kelsey said, I kind of, I do a lot of different stuff, but I have 25 years in the tech business, um, the tech field. And yes, Alexander will probably chime in that I did create the Y2K bug. Um, and then- And the internet, she partnered with Alexander a phone call um, from my child. So probably going to have to call him back in a second, um, but he'll be fine. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm kidding. I did not create the Y2K bug. I hope that you didn't think I was serious, um, but been around for a while and TikTok became a tool for me. I'm a technology consultant. I've, I've owned a business for 11 years now. I started out with a computer repair business turned into IT services. Um, I build computers. I'm a gamer. All of the things that go along with technology. I'm a lover of technology. Um, it, it drives my life and it drives my son's life. And, um, you know, it's just extremely important to me to educate people. And that's what TikTok became for me, was a platform to educate. I also am a, a mental health advocate lived successfully with mental illness diagnoses for my, my entire adult life. And so when I went from doing a podcast, which reached quite a few people, I was very proud of my podcast uh, in 2018. And then, you know, start 2020 and like, look at this audience. And I think the, the last total um, that I, that I looked up on the analytics site was that my videos over the last year and a half, I have about a thousand videos and uh, the reach has been about 45 million views. Um, that's a lot of eyeballs. That is a lot of eyeballs and um, business wise and brand uh, uh, brand deals and brand ambassadorships have been a thing for me. Um, I haven't talked a lot about, I mean, I'm very open to talk about it. Um, I have a brand deal with a, an app called BetterHelp, which is a, a therapy app. And so I was, I applied and got that for the podcast. And then that was, I had to really push to have that on TikTok because they were like, what are you doing? You're doing it. You're doing TikTok. Like they have to approve it because it's a, it's a big brand deal. So I would go live and I would talk to people about, um, you know, the, the way that therapy saved my life. And again, it was a business tool, very open about having that brand ambassadorship. So the power of TikTok is real. It is, it is real. And it, it 
is life-changing. So I know there's lots of questions. Um, it can be just open-ended, um, short form videos is incredible. Um, I, my background here locally in Boise, Idaho, I do have a, a, a small presence here because of the woman in tech, uh, and, and the fact that I am a really big advocate for getting girls educated in the tech field. Uh, I am starting a program called Girls Need Tech, um, where I'm going to try to do this all virtually as well. So I say that because being on camera was always fairly easy for me. I was doing like little Facebook videos um, way back when I would go into these workshops. I put together these workshops for getting girls into tech and would just go live on Facebook and uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't a huge deal for me. So I know that I had a leg up with short form video because I was okay. You know, I liked the look of my own face. <laughs> I could listen to my own voice. So I realized that that is the first hurdle that you have to get over to start doing short form video. And I don't know how to make that easy for you. Other than the fact that practice and practice and practice, get in front of a camera, start putting out content. You may, it may take you a hundred videos before you're comfortable with it. Um, but if you are focused on your business and what you are passionate about, what you want to educate people, it, you will do it. It will become the, the easiest thing for you because you're going to touch people's lives and you're going to make a huge difference. So it's all about TikTok. Sorry, I wasn't looking at my screen um, because sometimes I do that where I just walk around and I'm using my hands to speak. But um, I, if anybody has a, a question right out the gate, by all means, otherwise I will jump into a couple of, um, I guess, tips. And There's Nate. There's your, Hi, there's your moderator. Hi, who's speaking? Hi, Tony the Tiger here. Hey, how Tony the Tiger. How are you? Good. I absolutely love your content on TikTok. It's really, oh, really man. great. Um, so I have embraced TikTok about three months ago. Um, I left my corporate job in marketing five months ago and my two daughters went away to camp, um, three months ago. And for the week that they were away to camp, I was like, I'm going to dig into this TikTok thing. So I dug in and today I will have 10,000 followers and, um, Yay! yeah, it's been really, really great. And not only uh, what I love about it is that uh, the engagement is crazy. Like, I really mm -hmm. feel like, first of all, it's a whole different audience than the people that I connect with on Instagram and Facebook. And second of all, um, it's just ran such random people, like just a whole different audience. Um, and Glenn, I don't know if you caught Glenn's segment this morning, but he talked about creativity a lot. And... That to me is what TikTok is all about. I I just I could make TikToks all day if it, if it came down to it. I love doing it, um, and it seems to be something that just I think everybody. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like people have people are better on different platforms. And for me, TikTok has not that you can't like you need to be on different platforms regardless. But I feel like TikTok is really bringing me alive. Um, I do have a nonprofit called the Gumption Fund, and I'm trying to grow that. So I would love your tips on how to kind of um, introduce that in a way um, to my TikTok audience, if, or maybe I shouldn't even be promoting it. I don't know. I would just love to hear your ideas about that. 
for sure. Um, the other day I was talking in a bigger room, uh, not a bigger, sorry, another room, <laughs> um, about kind of, so I also, in my digital agency, um, my web development agency acquired a TikTok ad partnership. Um, I say acquired cause it's sort of a partnership with my friend, Caleb, who has this ad agency. So I say this because things have changed since I first started TikTok, you know, a year and a half ago, um, with the idea of promotion. Now, you know, I, I've, I've been in business a really long time. I believe that everything is sales, everything you have to sell yourself to your children, you know, to go to bed on time. You have to sell yourself on a first date. You have to sell yourself in everything you do, even with your business and your marketing, even with a nonprofit, even with, you know, like, it's just, that's the way it is. So regardless of whether you feel like you're quote unquote promoting something, let's, you know, for example, with TikTok, um, always shift that into what can you give your viewers? Like, what can you give them? What can you teach them? What can you inspire them with? Um, no matter what it is, how, how does the nonprofit benefit the, the community, you know, and, and tell a story. Um, this is not, uh, you know, this is not um, mind blowing stuff, right? This isn't new. Um, give, 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 and then kind of ask for, you know, whatever your ask is. But the great thing about TikTok is you don't really even need to. People just find you. That's the beauty of it. And I love what you, I love what you brought up because I have to always say, look, if TikTok and Instagram were the same, I would have 300,000 followers on Instagram. I have almost 300,000 on TikTok. I did it in a year and a half. I've been in, on Instagram since the dawn of time. You know, I, I've been in the tech world a long time. I also have been on social media a long time. It was, Instagram was never my thing. My audience is very different because I grew to 4,000 followers on Instagram because of Clubhouse. So that audience obviously is business. They want me to educate. Uh, I'm trying to you know, redo things on Instagram. But if it was the same, then all I'd have to do is take all my viral videos on TikTok, put them on reels. Not how it works. It's just not. I know that everybody talks about repurposing. I have a very different perspective on that. And we can talk about that later. But in terms of promoting, again, I'm walking around my, um, my upstairs uh, with my air quotes, you know, showing you my air quotes. Promoting Let's just like get that out of our vocabulary. Just make TikTok videos and make them where you're educating people and you're kind of showing how this benefits the community, show like a behind the scenes. How did you start the nonprofit? How did you, you know, come up with that uh, process? Whatever it is, um, do a whole series on it. Um, I will tell you this, when people talk about sticking to a niche, absolutely stay with a niche, you know, throw you pepper in a few things here and there, but um, the difference between my laugh reacts and my good friend, Heather, who has almost two, a million and a half followers, all she does is laugh react to other people's videos. And, and it's great because she curates this amazing, funny page with all these great videos. Um, you know, nothing wrong with that. Has, has she been able to grow her Pilates business from it? No. Have I been able to grow my technology consulting business from mine by teaching about blockchain and crypto? Yes. Have people just been able to find me because I, I don't even ask for, I mean, sometimes I'll ask for the follow, but 
the fact is if they want more information, they're going to find me. And it's, it's almost like easier to get them to fo- to find me and to follow up because I'm not asking. Granted, I'm not saying don't ask. You should always have a call to action, but the amount of eyeballs on your video on TikTok makes it easier to get that attention, get that engagement, right? I've built a community um, without even trying. And people have, girls, and I really, I, I talk, about, uh, talk a lot about women in tech and getting girls in tech. Um, and I haven't done a ton of videos, but, but it's implied, right? I'm a woman in tech, so it's implied, these videos. And so they will find me because that's a big part of being a woman in tech is being a nurturer and being different than, you know, the male species um, in tech and uh, it, it, they will reach out. So I hope that helped. I just not don't think about it as promoting. Think about it as educating and inspiring. I love the backstory of nonprofits. Love it. In my web development agency, I like to only help nonprofits. So that really helped a lot, Brooke. Thank you so much. And I think you're right. I love the reaction. Uh, Carrie Oki, I think is her name. She like asks her mom questions and her mom gives these like funny responses and her laughter is like, she has like more than a million followers and the Indian dad, he's another one. Um, where so funny. He, he just makes his, his wife laugh and it's hysterical. Um, so, but no, I, I think talking on my live videos um, about life coaching and also my nonprofit seems to be helpful too. Um, what do you think about that? Sorry, Tony, I have to apologize. I was texting my son back because um, my teenage son comes first over everything. Could you please repeat the question? And He's no good problem. now. No problem at all. <laughs> Just um, using live video to kind of talk about what I'm doing with the Gumption Fund and what I'm doing with life coaching. I mean, absolutely. I think, again, instead of talking about what you're doing with life coaching, um, Tori Gordon's a really, really good one. Um, she's a friend of mine. I've done her breathwork course. Um, and I'll tell you this, I paid more for her breathwork course because of how much she gave away for free than I would have with somebody else. Okay. So she goes on and she does videos I probably twice a day. She probably, and her and I've talked about this. She has um, mapped out a lot of content. Go on and give away what you are doing with your life coaching. If you are focusing on, uh, I don't know, relationships, then give away as much information about relationship, you know, building and, and all of the things that you talk about with life coaching in a paid program, give it away, give it all away. I, I'm not kidding you. Give it all away. And then when people want more of that, they are going to be qualified because they are, they recognize your, um, expertise. So I'm not sure if this is answering your question. Like definitely talk about how you are going to help that person. How is this going to help them? Um, it, it, it's going to feel weird giving it all away. Um, but you obviously don't give every single thing away. That's silly. You, you get what I'm saying? Like just educate them about the things that your bigger program, um, you know, provides at a, at a higher cost or, or whatever. Um, yes, but, I do. What did you say her name yeah. is again? Tori Gordon. 
Okay, I'll follow her. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, Tori Gordon. Yeah, and there's there's a few of them, and I've I've consulted with um, my really good friend Larissa. Her um, handle is God. necessarily a life coach she does a lot of like readings and um you know once we got her past uh some of the boring videos that she was doing and speaking straight to her audience uh, literally like the first three seconds you guys the first three seconds that's why i think my video a lot of my videos have been successful because it's my face um a lot have a big face, you know, big eyes, it captures people's attention. Sometimes I have to tell people like, again, I know I had a leg up because I have this innate personality, this way of speaking to people. Um, so in order for you to do that, you meaning all of you listening, you have to super duper exaggerate. That's a technical term, super duper exaggerate, really focus on looking straight into the camera, exaggerate your, your, um, voice, exaggerate your facial expressions, um, because a lot of people will clam up when the camera starts rolling and you're like, wait, where did the personality go that, that you just saw? Um, so let me reset the room. I know Sarah's going to be so proud of me. Um, you are in the breakfast of champions, the millionaire breakfast club. Did you know that we're not just on clubhouse? We have the Breakfast with Champions podcast, the Breakfast with Champions pages on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Maybe we'll do some TikTok videos. Yeah, Everyone Brooke, you need to leave the charge on that. <laughs> okay. We you need to it, leave Glenn. the charge on TikTok. <laughs> you got it. You're going to be the one uh, that, like, I'll fly out. We'll do some funny videos. It'll be hilarious. Everybody will love it. Dude, uh, give me want... a date. When will you be here? I'm down with that. <laughs> Anytime. I, I, they canceled my Miami trip, so I have some time. <laughs> so I'll, I'll head out. Tomorrow um, morning. We... I'll see you here okay. tomorrow. <laughs> Where do you live? Don't... I live in Boise, Idaho, but I'm kind of a nomad, so I do, I do travel quite a bit. Um, a lot of people have followed. That's what people have liked on my Instagram is watching me be a little bit of a nomad. Um, I'm not homeless. I'm just a nomad. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, real. but I love for to travel. Real. You need to come. Come to Kentucky. Okay. I, I, I'm i there. Well, I'm, I'll be there in November, so let's just start there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to wait till then? Are you being serious? I will seriously fly out. I, I'm, I will dead, seriously I'm fly. dead serious. Okay, I'm let's do this. Let's do it. Who wants to go Deadly to Kentucky serious. with me? I am in town. I'll be there. I'll be there. Give me the dates. I need the dates. I actually don't right. have any. I don't have any travel for the next ten days, and then I'm taking my daughter to Nashville. But I am here and available okay. for the next ten days. Well, I am super excited. I'm flying to Vegas uh, next week. I haven't decided yet on the 29th, but I am being interviewed for a really cool show. Uh, my friend Courtney Perna is an Emmy Award winning. Uh, news uh, anchor and she's starting her own show and so that's going to be super cool so maybe I'll go to Kentucky first and then Vegas and then Dallas in October for the EYA conference so excited about that um, anyway the reset was to tell you all to go follow at Breakfast of Champions on Instagram and then from there you can follow us everywhere um, and then soon to be 
TikTok with Glenn dancing. I'm really just going to direct it and maybe laugh in the background. So we'll have the added benefit of Glenn's dancing skills and my laugh and it'll, it'll go viral. Um, and then I'll do some ads, <laughs> some TikTok ads. Oh boy. So that being said, is there anybody that. I just um, said, I just said the address. I see that. Ooh, I've got Glenn Lundy's address. So it's four, six, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyone can just show up at his house. No problem. <laughs> you know, that reminds me. Um, it is really funny to me when I talk about like when people joke about being TikTok famous, um, something that was very bizarre was that I got stalkers and not necessarily in the sense of like, cause Boise, Idaho is very small and yes, there's people, um, you know, here that I have been like recognized and it's bizarre to me, but, um, but, but I also had been before with like the women in tech thing. Cause I'd been on the news. So, so it wasn't like that crazy. But there, you know, my audience became global on TikTok very quickly. And I had some very like single white female uh, situations that they would, they found me um, and would email and then they'd find my business email and I'd have to block them. And it was very strange, very strange. Uh, I, I don't know if, you know, if that's a thing for other people. Yes, I've gotten it. It's like people use uh, TikTok as a dating app. There's this like yes. dynamic that happens with men. <laughs> yes, uh, it's true. Um, and I think we've all had those of us who have been on TikTok and been in that ecosystem and kind of like all know each other. Um, there's been some some TikTok romance. Uh, it happened to me as well. It didn't work out, but it, it's definitely this interesting ecosystem where we all feel like we know each other and. Um, I did go on a 12-day uh, TikTok friends tour in the fall of 2020. Uh, went to Wisconsin, then Chicago, then New York, then Boston, and then New Jersey. Uh, I've never been more exhausted in my life. And it was the most fun. I, I just, I can't, it, you, you have to get on TikTok. It's all there is to it, even just for your mental health. There is some of the funniest stuff that you can learn so much. I've learned so much. I don't even watch the news anymore um, because of the citizen journalism. I talk a lot about that with the crypto world. Um, I'm heavily involved in crypto education. Sometimes I don't speak up as much about it because of how much more information is out there. I learn every single day um, more and more about the crypto world and how it's an impacting you know, going forward, because the news is going to tell you what the news is going to tell you. And what people don't know is the citizen journalism, the group of us that are, are passionate about teaching each other, this knowledge brokering, if you will, um, is, is changing the way that we get our news and get our, our education. Um, you know, just like YouTube university, there's definitely um, something to be said about 30 second, 60 second clips of, and now three minute, but uh, clips of certain things that you bite sized pieces of information, which I think is great because none of you are going to sit through an hour long YouTube video of me talking about blockchain and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. It's just not going to happen. But 30 seconds of why blockchain is changing your life. I got 700,000 views on it. So there's something to be said there that you can literally talk about anything 
and everything. Well, as Alexander will say, some things you can't talk about on TikTok, but um, but it's it, it's such a huge audience. It, there's been so much good that has come out of that in my life. People ask me about my son, um, Broden, that, you know, is he on social media? He really isn't. He does like the discord thing. He's a gamer. And, you know, when I first got on TikTok and for days, I would be howling, laughing. And then he'd come sit on the couch and for hours we would sit and watch hilarious TikTok videos. Like there was nothing better than to sit on the couch with my kid and watch TikTok videos and just laugh our asses off. Nothing better. I will say, keep your kids off of social media. We can definitely talk about that in my tech segment on Thursday, but um, you know, it's not for young kids. They do actually have an age uh, minimum. So just if anyone was wondering, there's really, you know, they, they need to be 16 or older or 13 or over, sorry. So flash your mics, if you have a question, I can definitely get back into how to use it, how I've been able to funnel people off of TikTok. Can I, if you want to just flash your mic, if you have a question, otherwise flash your mic, if you want me to talk about how to funnel people off of TikTok. I see you, my brother. So I, I do have a question for you, bro. Oh, that may be Cause I, cause you had kind of mentioned it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. talking about you know because we do say that all the time like content is king great content is king at the end of the day just make good content like when people ask about virality etc it's you know focus on making good content can you define in your words good content because listen the reality is that laughing at a reaction a reaction laugh video isn't per se good content but it's consumable can you maybe define what good content is and how good content can be created Oh my God, a hundred percent. This is such a, when I first came in the social media room, this is what I kept talking about was Heather and her 1.5 million followers, right? Heather, uh, Heather L Rex. If you want to go look her up, she's one of my best friends. Um, I haven't talked to her in a little while, but she's, her laugh is infectious, right? We both hit a hundred thousand followers, similar time. And back then I was doing I was trying to help people because I'm very techy. Like I learned the tech of TikTok very quickly. Um, I understood how to use the app very quickly. So I would be like helping people, um, you know, figure it out and, and what should I do next? And so she was doing a lot of lip sync. She's very good at it. And it was, it's funny to watch somebody else lip sync. Um, I think she learned about me because right at the beginning, what I was doing was these like one-liners. I can deliver a line. I can deliver, I guess a joke, but it's like a punchline, right? Um, I just recently did one on Instagram and it did not do well. But at the beginning of TikTok, I don't know where this came from, but it was just kind of this, um, you know, I would, I would find like tweets and, and kind of um, make them my own and kind of re, you know, redo them. And like one was, um, I'm not going to swear, Glenn, but it, it does have a swear word in it. But, uh, you know, I read somewhere that being a woman means whispering WTF to yourself all day. And then I move the camera closer and say, uh, but I didn't know we were supposed to be whispering. And it has like 2000, which isn't a, a huge amount. I have another video that um, also has a swear word in it. So I won't say that, but um, that one has like, seven or 8,000 videos of people lip syncing my voice. 
Now, did that make good content? Eh, yeah. I realized that there was nobody was actually tagging me in that and giving me credit. Um, and at the time, I, I couldn't care less until people were getting brand deals based on their lip syncing. And I was like, no, okay, that's that's not happening anymore. The content was good because it was me doing something that that I was good at, that I enjoyed making people laugh or, you know, giving them their content, essentially, like allowing them to um, to make their own content and and have fun with it. So back to getting to 100,000 followers at the same time as Heather. And she was like, what am I, you know, what should I do? And then I had my first million and a half or two million view video of me laughing at this guy who bought one of those um, beaked masks. Like, you know, it was the middle of 2020 and he, it was, it's literally one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because he couldn't breathe. And so when he would breathe in, the thing would like close up. It was hysterical. And so I just laughed at it and she's like, I'm going to try that. So she blew up to, I don't know, 800,000. It was like, she was getting like a hundred thousand followers every couple of weeks because she was curating these funny videos and laughing at them. Is that good content? She would get a lot of haters. Like all you're doing is, is laughing at other people's content and you're blowing up to these, you know, huge numbers. And it bothered her quite a bit because then she'd get these messages like, you are saving me because when I'm having a bad day, I go to your page and I laugh with you. And that was what motivated her to keep going. Now, she doesn't have a purpose behind things like she's a yoga studio owner, a Pilates studio owner. Was she going to use TikTok to get more clients? No, it, this was something for her that get, brought her joy and brought people joy. When I started doing the Laugh React, it, it was fun for a minute, right? It was fun to get millions and millions of views. But it was the content that I did when I talked about having mental illness, what I do about being somebody who's been diagnosed PTSD and bipolar and anxiety disorder and all of the disorders. And when those only got, quote unquote, only got, you know, 100,000 views, that's what meant the most to me. So whether or not I could have probably kept going with the funny stuff, like, you know, I started doing these hilarious ogling of this shirtless lumberjack, right, where he's, it just was hysterical. And I got a lot of attention for that. Brought me zero, you know, uh, I guess it brought me joy, but it wasn't the content that I wanted to be doing. And I'm fine with not having a million followers because I've made a difference with the things that I'm passionate about. Heather's passionate about making people laugh and being able to curate this um, page of funny content. So we, and being authentic, we throw that word around all the time. But people are smart and they will see through you immediately. And I always say, you know how much easier it is to be authentic than to be something you're not? It's so much easier. So just open up and be yourself. Overly exaggerate your, your delivery of the information that you're passionate about. But good content is what you are passionate about, even if it gets five views. Um, I mean... 
you know, after a while, you're going to have to really look at why you're, you know, not getting a lot of views. Maybe you do need to change something up. Um, but content is queen and it always will be what you are doing and what you are teaching people and what you're doing to inspire them, um, or entertain them. There's one of my very good friends, Kevin Lawson. He's incredible. He has like 2 million followers. He's on Instagram too. And, um, we've talked about the guy is hysterical and he also is, um, I'm not sure if he's a preacher, but he's very, uh, his videos are very God focused and, um, him and his daughter do these hilarious videos. And then every maybe four or five, he gets very serious. He talks straight to the camera and, you know, tells you just speaks right to your heart and he does it perfectly. His content is brilliant. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that. Officer Kingery, his content is, is he's a cop that dances and there's no way that, that I could be, you know, doing that. It wouldn't even be funny if I was dancing. It's just not even funny. <laughs> just sad, really. Um, and so doing the trends doesn't work for me. So I don't know if that answers your question, but content is what you're passionate about. Um, my best friends just, um, bought a, uh, they're, they're starting a business and I'm going to help them with their content. And it's going to be teaching about this, uh, service that they are providing locally. And, you know, am I going to make them dance and do trends? No, absolutely not. It, it isn't going to go anywhere. So Brooke, I love that so much. And I love the point that you're saying, like create content that you're passionate about, because I think that the important thing to note is first and foremost, depending on your intention on social media, specifically on short form video, if your intention is to get eyes on it, then you obviously got to figure out what to do. Obviously for posting, we're doing that. That's the whole goal. But I don't think that anyone's intention should ever be virality. Virality, going viral is a bonus, but being able to right. reach the people that you are meant to reach and are intended to reach on that platform and provide whatever service or benefit that you can to that person matters. Get the engagement necessary, get the people necessary, but don't worry about millions of followers, millions of likes. Worry about good content that it, that reaches the people that are looking for you because we're all looking for people that are looking for us. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go viral in order to do that. In fact, you can attest to, I know, I mean, I have a dude on my team right now with, he has a decent size account, but it's not huge, only about 45,000 people that gets 120 to 150 new customers a month through his TikTok because the engagement is through the roof and he's never had a, vi a video hit a million. And so he's monetized yeah. his TikTok without ever be going viral. And so I think that, th that that's really important. Create that content that's your passion and moves the needle forward. And then if virality happens, awesome, that's a sweet bonus. Uh, but oftentimes unnecessary to still have a very, very successful TikTok page. Yes. And that is, that's such a, you know, I've been, I've been blessed with the ability to have maybe 60, 70% of my videos be just silly and funny. And because I have an innate personality uh, to be able to do that and not everybody does. So that's why I say like stick to a niche, just like your friend, I'm sorry, but 45,000 followers is a giant number. And just like Tony said earlier, 10,000 followers, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. You know, I, I joke sometimes like I've only got 300,000. Uh, that's a lot of people. And you have to think of it that way. 
you know, when I put out a video the other day, I was like, oh, it only got 10,000 views. That's, that's a lot of eyeballs. And when you have a, uh, so, so being a technology consultant means that I have a high ticket product. I have a high ticket service. Locally, um, I work with nonprofits. It is a, a couple of months long you know, consultation on everything from do you need an up, upgraded website to um, you know, your SEO to a database to um, all of your business software. Uh, it's a high ticket product. I mean, you go in and I have a couple of team members that, uh, that also help. Sometimes I'm even consulting on what kind of computers they need to buy. So when I brought this to the uh, social media world, the TikTok world, I didn't set out to be global, but now, and then of course we all went virtual in 2020, right? So that then turned into Zoom consultations and people would get on a Zoom call and, and they weren't as high ticket um, because it was a you know a couple of hours. I wasn't on location. I did do that um, a couple of times uh, in in Washington Pacific Northwest, where you know near Idaho. But it, it wasn't just because it was there. But you can I I could have done that with ten thousand followers. I I did a couple of times before I even grew um, you know bigger. And like I said, with the brand ambassadorship with BetterHelp. I was able to sign up on one live stream. I think I had maybe, I don't know, 500 people come through that that day. That's back when live streams literally got that many people. They just don't anymore. But And sat and talked for hours about therapy and what it's done for me. And like 75 people signed up for, uh, for therapy that day. And that was a lot of money because, you know, that's why it's – some of these sort of affiliate programs, which are so great. I have affiliate programs with everyone, Best Buy. Anyone can go get an affiliate program. Uh, Nate can definitely talk about this. Um, but you can send people off the app to your affiliate links and, and make money that way. And even if you got 75 people to do it out of the 300,000 followers, right? Um, let's say you got 75 people out of it with 5,000 followers. It's still the same amount of business that it would be for the bigger. So followers don't matter. They don't matter. It used to be, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a dopamine rush when I was growing on TikTok and people were liking me and, oh my God, I have this global reach and people are talking about me and, oh my God, it's Brooke J. Lacey. What a dopamine rush, right? And I'm, I, I was, I was there for it. It was intoxicating and exactly what I needed at the time because I was I was down just like everybody else in quarantine, even people with lots of people in the house. I was lonely because I was there by myself. People were lonely even in their homes with, you know, their entire family. So being able to connect with people and have people uh, become, uh, not become, but uh, be happy with when they watched a video of mine, man, I was there for it. Uh, I, I still am. It, it and now I, it's the same thing. That's why I don't just talk about TikTok because they're, they're tools for me. Clubhouse has become that now. Um, what, a, what an uplifting, beneficial, just incredible life that, that has come out of this social media, um, this audio app. I mean, these are some of my very best friends. I consider Kelsey a best friend, Alexander a brother, Nate a brother. This is because of social media. This is because of digital um, access to each other. 
this is because of technology. Uh, I just agreed, not agreed, but I just came up with my, my talk for Dallas and it always revolves for me around technology and the way that we can communicate with each other. And TikTok did that for me on such a giant scale. And I just, I hope that people can recognize that and don't get caught up in the, you know, all the dancing teenagers, because frankly, that's entertaining and you're going to see that and you're probably going to be entertained. And then you're going to find your section, your corner of TikTok that, that really speaks to you. There's stock talk, there's crypto talk, there's mom talk that, I mean, I could go on and on, you know, there's tech talk, all of it. Ooh, I have to, I'm. Just imagine how much you'll gain when we come together in person in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, November 5th through 7th for the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. Mr. Glenn Lundy will be celebrating the 1,000th episode, good Lord, uh, of Rise and Grind. The event features so many of your favorite Breakfast with Champions speakers and is spearheaded by Tamara, my friend Tamara, who I love, um, who's on the lookout for your 67-day challenge check-ins. If you're one of the more than a thousand people in this community doing the challenge, we are so proud of you. And if you haven't started yet, it's not too late. Go to breakfastwithchampions.live. It's not.com, it's .live to sign up. So back to TikTok. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to Kentucky. Um, I am not speaking, but you'll still be able to, to meet me. There may be like a, a, you know, it may be a paid uh, meet and greet. There may be a rope. But, you know, seventy-five dollars for feet picks. Seventy-five dollars for feet picks. <laughs> you can take pictures with my feet. <laughs> seventy-five dollars. I might have merch. I'm gonna have merch. I love it. Brooke J. Lacey, a picture of me screaming, and then like the the and, like caption Brooke J. Lacey. <laughs> you guys, when we were in in Denver. Um, we went to this restaurant bar the night before my talk and we were there till very early or very late. And, uh, I was going to say very early in the morning. Um, and they just thought it was so funny to like yell into the crowd, like, Oh my God, it's Brooke J. Lacey. And then Mason and I went up to the bar and he said to a guy, like, do you know who this is? And we just played with it. It was hysterical. It really is very funny. Um, but the truth is, uh, here locally, I have been, oh, the, just the other day, you guys, I got on a dating app, and the the guy <laughs> messaged me saying, I follow your TikTok, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I closed that out quickly. Um, but I did show up at a, at a restaurant bar, and somebody <laughs> said, this is Brooke J. Lacey. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious to me. It's absolutely hilarious. And I know that it has been difficult for some people um you know the, our, our mutual friend Scott D. Henry and I know the Henry's I've really good friends with Kelly um that it has been a lot I mean to to go from hey I'm just making these funny dancing videos to now I have you know five million followers and all of these people and it, it, it's craziness and it can really affect your um mental health and it can affect your um just everything, the way that you see, view the world and view yourself. 
Well, you know, the same people that make you go viral can oftentimes turn on you if they don't necessarily like, like in Scott D. Henry's, like you said, mutual friend, you know, the last couple months have been not very kind to him. And um, it's been a rough ride on TikTok and, you know, lots of behind the scenes stuff that most people don't know about, but people are mean. People create TikTok accounts just to make fun of you when you're viral. People create TikTok accounts to try to take you down. And um, it's a unique world. It's the wild, wild west out there sometimes. It is. I just love the way that you coach this in the sense of create content based on your passion. Stay within your lane of what you're passionate about. And then the people that need to hear it, the people that need to meet you and find you will. And everything else kind of like falls into place. I just think that you're just so stellar about that friend. And I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited every single time that you speak. Can you touch upon what I know that we're closing out here and, and I just yeah. want to, and I'm not trying to commandeer the conversation guys. So if anyone, I mean, listen, Brooke will literally help you. So raise your hand, but she only got 12 minutes left. I know that something dope changed with TikTok. We've been talking about it on Thursdays. Um, but since we have a new audience, every day is a new audience. Um, talk to us about the, the ability to boost TikTok, um, the ability to put TikTok ads yeah. um, and, and what really like how, who should use it and how would you use it? For sure. And you know what? I just realized you guys, the hand raising was off. I'm so sorry. I, I should have checked. That oh my hearing. gosh. Sorry. I, I didn't, I should have checked too. My bad. No, I didn't even know. So, um, please raise your hand. If you have a question, I'm happy to answer. Um, okay. So like I said earlier, I acquired a TikTok ad agency. There is four different levels. There was three, but there is the boosting of a video. So you've already done a video. Let's say I go back, you know, uh, to a, a viral video and I want to boost it. It would not benefit me to boost a video that already has a million views. It would, it would do zero things for me. Um, and let's say it, it was a, it was one that didn't have a ton of views and I wanted to boost it. It's similar to boosting a post on Facebook. You're not getting the same reach. It's kind of a, it's the generic version of a TikTok ad. And although it may be beneficial, it's definitely not going to have the same impact. If you are really trying to reach um, a larger audience, a more specific audience, you need to get a TikTok for business account. You Obviously, you have to have a business. Um, if you are a personal brand, I will tell you this pro tip. Um, the Brooke J. Lacey brand is being incorporated. It's not an LLC, but it's being incorporated. So it's a little bit longer of a process. It's a, it's a whole situation, right? But that then can be a business. So for right now, my digital agency is what's attached to the TikTok for business account. So I had that first and kind of played around with it and did some for, for different clients. Um, and then, and so that's that first level of your business ad account. That's definitely going to be, um, you know, that's, that's going to be great for a small business for, you know, even a medium sized business, uh, something that you maybe a Shopify store, you want to really push that. Um, you know, I'm going to back up a second, tell you that if you are looking to do promoted paid ads on TikTok, the best thing about it is that all you have to do is make TikTok videos. You don't have to worry too much about captions or copy or hashtags or any of it. Just make a good video, a capture, you know, capture their attention right in the first three seconds. It's the same as just making a video. It's just that now you can target um, 
and, and you're not relying on TikTok's algorithm, which by the way, is mind blowing how the TikTok algorithm works and how that's why so many people have uh, you know seen certain videos because it understands the content. So with, with the TikTok for business and doing these, these paid ads and it's cheap, it's very cheap. It's think when Facebook ads came out, it's that cheap. Um, then there's the agency level and that is going to be, you're going to work with, with an actual digital agency an ad agency. Sometimes they are combined with influencer, um, marketing, right? So those people who have, you know, there a lot of young creators, um, like I've been asked to do certain videos, like as an influencer, and it just doesn't work for me, but a lot of these younger, you know, sort of, um, beauty influencers or, uh, even the ones that, that, that dance, they, they're ones that are going to be, um, available for influencer marketing. And so that also will most of the time go along with an ad agency. What Caleb has done, um, he's one of my business partners. He has acquired this TikTok ad agency partnership. And so that level is like when you first open TikTok and you see the, the Apple, you know, the iPhone ad or the Nike ad or the, you know, giant company with, you know, they're, they're literally paying a million dollars a month for videos. I'm not saying that that's something that you, you know, that, that's your budget, but having access to that uh, is, is a big deal because that being um, that specific with audience and you can do so many other things, your call to actions can be very different. Um, it does say sponsored at the bottom, but it, it literally just looks like a video. Um, cause a lot of times that turns people off and the difference with that agency and the agency partnership is that we have a account manager with TikTok, and there's only about 30, um, in total that has a, uh, that has that level of, um, audience specificity. So all of these are good, but if you want to reach a bigger audience, if you want to really get, you know, down and dirty with it, you need a TikTok for business. I think it's business.tiktok.com um, and sign up for that with your business. And, you know, you can do that yourself. You can absolutely DM me. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of case studies. Caleb does um, because it's really new. So the reach on TikTok ads is exponential uh, as opposed to, to Facebook, but there's still kinks to be worked out. So, you know, but again, I'd rather work out the kinks and, and have it be in front of 40 million eyeballs than, you know, be lost in the sea of Facebook ads. I, I, it's a no brainer for me. So those four levels, you know, definitely boost a post here and there just to see how it works. Um, or boost a video, we, we should say it's not necessarily a post um, and see how that works for you. And then, yeah, like I, I've got quite a few uh, meetings this week talking about um, how to get people's, and again, you don't need a million dollars a month. It's just that that agency level with the, with the TikTok um, account manager is that level of, hey, if we were to acquire Nike as a client, we could utilize that, that process. It's never going to happen, but I mean, maybe. Usually Nike and, and iPhone and all of that just or Apple just goes straight to TikTok. So I hope that made sense. Does anybody have a question about about that or anything in these last five minutes or everyone just enjoying the sound of Brooke J. Lacey's voice? 
I can lower it. That was more. that was great. I just want to say thank you because that was well that was well done. That was awesome. Great explanation. You're a queen. You are such a gem. Hey Brooke, well, this is Naida. I hey, I wanted Naida. to say how's it going? <laughs> I've Good. been on I've been on your TikTok and I, I'm I love it. I think it's supernatural. <laughs> um it's fun and I like seeing people of different generations also participate in this. This is not just a um what is it, Xennial or a Generation Z or even Y or Alphas type of thing. Like everyone can participate in TikTok and be successful. So you are extremely encouraging to me. I cannot wait to meet you in November and I'm going to peruse on your TikTok even more and learn as much as I can. I have about two posts. I've been more of a consumer, but it's time that I start getting active in as many things as I can. So thank you. I love that, Naida. Thank you for saying that. And I got to say, you know, my very first hit, let's just call it a hit, because just like Alexander said, like, what is virality? We even did a clubhouse room when I first came on here and like about that. Like, what, what even is that? It's such a weird word. But the very first one that did really well. And by the way, my first like 10 TikToks were ridiculous. They were so dumb. They got like five views. They were so dumb. But I was just trying to figure things out. Um, I thought I had to lip sync. I'm not good at lip syncing. Uh, people lip sync to me. So my very first uh, successful video was making fun of the fact that all of us Gen Xers were coming over to TikTok. Literally was me with my coffee cup. Um, that was a, a thing for me at the beginning was this blue coffee cup saying like, I don't know about you Gen Xers, but making the, the switch from Facebook to TikTok was a no brainer. Over there, you got the arguing and the Karens and, you know, it was saying something about uh, what was happening in the world. Uh, and then and over here, you've got the singing and the dancing and my anxiety level went from here to way down here and kind of did this like close up and said like, thanks, TikTok. And you know why that did well? Because it made it, it, made it okay for all the Gen Xers to kind of come out of the shadows and be like, it's okay for us to be here. It really was um, just Definitely. relatable you know, relatable. Um, and that's when I realized, okay, I can deliver these lines. Um, I never was good with people always thought, can you, you know, you should do stand up comedy. It just was never my like thing. Like I love being on stage and, and delivering a talk, but stand up comedy was just, I never really understood it. I, I would just giggle the whole time. I'd be like, why aren't these people laughing? You know, <laughs> it, I just didn't quite mesh with it. So when I got on, it was like doing a little skit, it's a tiny little skit. And I didn't even have like a laugh at the end because it's one-sided video, right? So that was kind of fun for me to just deliver the line and boom, the video's done. And it, you know, people loved it. And then they would make their own video lip syncing to it. So that was, a, that was wild at the very beginning was <laughs> scrolling through TikTok uh, and, and hearing my voice come out of other people's mouths, it's just hysterical. Um, and then I'd have friends that were on TikTok, like, oh my God, this person lip synced you. It, it, it took a while to like get used to it still is, is kind of funny. Um, but again, the biggest thing for me has been the impact I've made on people's mental health. That is the biggest impact and the education of, um, you know, what's happening in the world of technology and crypto and women in tech. 
Um, but honestly, 100% of it, you know, mainly is the impact I've made on people's mental health and being able to communicate that on a live stream or getting, you know, comments where, you know, they just don't, they feel like they're not alone. Um, and we have a responsibility when we have the ability, we have the responsibility of talking about our um, struggles and how we've overcome them. It is our responsibility and our obligation. And I've been a testament to that, that it, it does help people. So this was my, oh, I got one minute. Who's got a question? Anybody with a question? <laughs> I really appreciate these times that I get to um, to talk about this stuff. It's a great outlet for me. I'm not, I'm really not trying to sell anything. Um, I, you know, like I've said before, I am a technology consultant. My passion in my profession is helping people feel better about technology and and how it can help their business um, and to get over the fear. And even if it's to help them hire somebody to do it for them, that's part of that uh, that it's part of that. So, um, I just, I love being able to give away this information because I know it, it helps people and that's what life is about. Thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5am to 11am Eastern time, Monday through Friday, Saturday, six to noon and Sundays with our one eleven Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.